0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. Let's get back to the NFL. One quick note pertaining to Lions and Packers on Thursday night. The Lions running back David Montgomery, left tackle Taylor Decker. Both of them will be playing tonight against the Packers. Quarterback Emmanuel Mosley is not playing. So Mm. definitely the injury reports uh, will matter a great deal uh, when it comes to maybe how we want to handicap this. But at the same time, Joe, it's something where when injury news comes out, then everybody knows this. And so you don't necessarily have an edge uh, when it comes to that. But at least it's something where, as we talked about, Jared Goff probably does need a healthy offensive line more than Jordan Love does. And at least having Taylor Decker there will help the cause.
1: Yeah. And maybe you have a specific angle that you were looking to possibly bet and you feel better. Oh, Decker's going to be out there. Okay, I feel better about this uh, with with pressure and golf and and all that. So uh, maybe it helps you a little bit. But yes, um, as soon as the second that that tweet was out there, that, yeah, the the edge, supposed edge is, uh, is certainly gone in that one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's look at the rest of the league. And let's start with the Las Vegas Raiders because Jimmy Garoppolo is in concussion protocol. He did not practice on Wednesday. And so there is a possibility that the Raiders will go to another quarterback. Will they go with Brian Hoyer or will they go with the rookie Aiden O'Connell? Joe, this is one of those deals where if I were a head coach of, say, an NFL team, I am probably likelier to go to a rookie because I want to know what I have in them if, it's, if he is a rookie who I could expect significant playing time from down the road. So if it were me, I would pick Aiden O'Connell in this spot. But mm-hmm. the problem is, and maybe this is just a bias, but after what we saw as far as in-game decision-making was concerned from the Raiders on Sunday, I just don't know if I trust that organization in general now. And if they go with Brian Hoyer, I think that's ultimately a bad sign. And maybe I should take the other side when I'm betting on that contest.
1: I want to take Vegas in the points, but I don't want to do it if it's Hoyer out there. See, right. a lot of these coaches, they, they have this idea that, okay, this is the depth chart and we have a better opportunity if I just go with the guy that has some experience. You know, the flip side of that is, you know, there isn't Hoyer upside. That's how I would look at it. There might be O'Connell upside. And you know what? It could also be a dumpster fire, but find out right away. Find out if he's ready to go for it right now. Uh, McDaniels is now the favorite to be the first coach fired. So nobody here is, uh, and that happened after his decision-making on Sunday night. So, I find that really interesting that the market's like this guy's an idiot. They're gonna fire him first. Like the Bears don't yeah, fire Chicago, season. Yeah.
0: Yeah, everything that's going on in Chicago right now. No, that's not as bad as the in-game decision making for Josh McDaniels, exactly.
1: Well, and I think word is out that people are finally understanding. Oh, wait, Staley's not gonna get fired because the Chargers ownership group doesn't do this. The Bears ownership group doesn't do this. Um, so the Raiders are here. And McDaniels is a moron, so maybe maybe this ends up happening. It's going to be a tough couple games. Chargers, then the Packers, then Belichick. So, oh, what if it's Belichick against Hoyer? Oh, my. Belichick against Jimmy G, that's going to be something. Can't wait for that That one. That would be fine. Uh, I do want to take Raiders, but I'm not doing it with Hoyer. I'll tell you that right now. Maybe I will with O'Connell. And guess what? If it is O'Connell, what's it going to go to? You think we get seven? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. P- perhaps it's possible. I also yeah. wonder too, because right now, Chargers are five-point favorites at home, total of 48.5. Divisional games tend to be lower scoring, and so five-and-a-half really is a large number. That they Grant anyone that. But aren't we expecting the Chargers to at least have one or two games either now or soon where they just blow the doors off? Because this offense, yeah, yeah Mike Williams isn't there, and that stinks. But this is something where at some point, Justin Herbert is going to go nuts. And maybe that happens against this Raiders defense that's absolutely terrible. I don't know if it will happen this week, but we can't be waiting much longer before that quintessential, hey, Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback in the NFL kind of a game, and it could be this Sunday. And so therefore, normally I would not like to you know, take minus five and a half in a divisional game. But maybe I'll make an exception for this one.
1: So this is the one when Josh Jacobs gets right, correct? Probably, yeah, yeah.
0: This is going to rely on him a little bit more.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to, and it doesn't mean that the Raiders are going to cover with that. But just, I'm saying props wise, you know, people that have been upset with him in fantasy after being the rushing leader a season ago, off to a rough start in those first few games. But uh, I'll remind you, the last two weeks it was Buffalo and Pittsburgh, so a much much softer matchup here. At the Chargers. Yeah, I, I'm torn until we get some clarity on the quarterback situation. Don't have a side, but Jacob's props will be very popular. So I'm curious where his number sits because I believe his season high this year is only 62 rushing yards that he had on Sunday night.
0: And the Chargers are still abysmal when it comes to stopping the run in any way, shape, or form. So yes. definitely that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, there's a hook in the Saints-Bucks game. Derek Carr, Carr. Currently, day to day with that shoulder injury, he may not play. It might be famous Jameis once again here. But with a total of 40 and a half, and Baker Mayfield just so prone to making boneheaded decisions out there, going up against this Saints defense that we absolutely love, there is a case to be made for the under here. As far as the spread goes, yeah, there's a hook involved. But what if Mayfield? commits a turnover or two and the saints have short fields where they get field goals out of it. I could make an argument for the saints to cover.
1: Remember a couple of years ago, I think it was as recent as a couple of years ago when you would have quarterback injuries up in the air where they wouldn't post a number. Now the books don't care. Like there's too much competition. We've got, we'll be fine. The lights will be on. We'll take bets tomorrow. Let's just post a number on every NFL game. We have to. Even if we don't know mm-hmm. the quarterback situation, let's guess. Let's put it somewhere in the middle. Uh, if we start to get some information, we'll start leaning this way or that way. Let's just post a number. And I, I think that's great. Like all, all of these quarterback situations that we're going over, there's a number out there and there's a little bit of movement. Um, not quite sure why we're getting movement in favor of New Orleans, though. Is it that Kamara was reinstated officially, even though we knew that he was going to be playing in the game after serving the three-game suspension? Um, is it positivity about Carr or somebody feels good about Jameis in this spot? Uh, not quite sure why there's more support on the New Orleans side. Uh, they, they've been an under team uh, this season, so that, that's going to be an interesting one. May, maybe it was also a reaction of the Bucks looking pretty terrible against the Eagles on Monday night. Mm
0: -hmm. That they sort of came back down to reality. And as I mentioned before, this is a revenge game for Jameis Winston. So he may play even better. Maybe there are reasons to play. I'm kidding. I'm not. not (laughs)
1: But.
0: It's been a while. It's been a while. It has been a while. Like, because they got Tom Brady. Like, if they got literally any other quarterback in that spot then we would still be reminiscing about the Jameis Winston deep balls to Mike Evans. Uh, instead, Tom Brady took over and won a Super Bowl and had another uh, fantastic playoff run that, yeah, came up a little bit short. But it's, it's the magic of Tom Brady that we forgot Jameis Winston you know, was a number one overall draft pick and wore a Bucks uniform for a little bit. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial.
1: Yeah. The th- I'll never forget the 30-30. Never forget yep. it. It was an unbelievable season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was special. Just special. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Saints, uh, you know, playing the points, I think that's fine there. Uh, just because, I mean, yeah, it is a little bit juiced uh, in the Bucks direction, but Baker Mayfield can make some bad plays and can make some boneheaded decisions. And maybe we're due for a game like that fairly soon. And even when Tom Brady was uh, the gunslinger for Tampa Bay, like even when they were heavy favorites, New Orleans would still find ways to just smother him. And that defense has been so consistent for so long now. I wonder Mm -hmm. if that means something when, especially you're dealing with a top heavy offense like Tampa Bay has where Mike Evans, he is the offense. There's really nothing else in terms of uh, team air yard share, things like that. He's no run game the show. No yeah. run game whatsoever. All it right. is Mike Evans or nothing there. And so at least of the Saints, and look, we like that secondary too. We like all levels. If they contain Mike Evans, they contain the box.
1: Yep, 100%. Um, have we ever seen a situation where an 0-3 team is, is favored by four on the road? Because we have that in Minnesota. <laughs> like, it's wild. Uh, I love those
0: one possession games.
1: Yeah, I'm not – look, Minnesota getting points, coin flip. Okay, fine, I'm there because they always play a one possession game. We know all about that. I was hoping this was going to be an Andy Dalton game. It doesn't look like it's going to be an Andy Dalton game. I would be taking the Panthers as a home dog if it was Dalton, Mm -hmm. but it's – but uh, they stated, yes, Reich said, tracking towards starting is Bryce Young, the rookie, after sitting this past Sunday in the Seattle Seattle game. Sort of, is this going to be their first one? Let's start there before we get to the point spread. Mm-hmm. It, did they win this game?
0: I'm not there. I don't think so. <laughs> I,
1: don't, I, don't, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I like
0: Justin Jefferson too much. I, I just like him too much to where – there, there will be some play that he makes late in regulation where Minnesota pulls this off. Now, the four, yeah. you know, again, we'll get to the spread shortly, but that is intriguing to me, but it's not swaying me as far as, like, you know, is there Carolina money line uh, value available? I am nowhere near there, Joe.
1: It, it moved uh, from three and a half up to now four. It's a very public spot. People can't get enough of the Vikings, even though they haven't won and they're visiting a team. That also hasn't won. They have identical records, ATS, both of them. Oh, two <laughs> and one on the year. That's really interesting. Bryce young. Like you want to see, listen, it's so early, but this is a matchup where he should have some success. He should. Yeah. Like early in in the first few games, he really struggled. And, you know, statistically, he's bottom three in just about every category. Like you want to see some success at home against a horrendous Vikings defense because everybody else is pretty much scoring at will against them.
0: There's a reason why – the Vikings are blitzing so much because they don't necessarily trust the pass rush uh, in and of by itself that the helpers need to come in and sort of clean things up. Yeah. Part of that is the defensive identity. I understand that, but part of it too, is they just don't trust, you know, your regular four to be out there or three to get sent and be able to get home. They don't trust that at this point. So it Mm -hmm. is something where if you have a quarterback who can withstand the blitz and find an open target that way, then good things are going to happen. So I do think it's something where Carolina can cover the number regardless of who the quarterback is, but it is going to be this work in progress where it's not the most comfortable of situations, but four is a lot for a home dog to me, especially against Minnesota, you know, with that defense and look, there's much to like about the secondary options for Kirk cousins. He's Mm -hmm. played well so far. And at the same time, this Carolina defense can be good in spots. So it's not like something where Justin Jefferson won't get his. He will. But will everyone else get theirs as well? Probably a little more pessimistic in a matchup like that for, uh, you know, something like that to go down. But also, Joe, speaking of uh, rookie quarterbacks, it looks like Anthony Richardson may very well be on track. The Colts are one-point favorites. And I wonder, Joe, with all of the talk that we had yesterday, yesterday about the Colts having value as having the worst record in football and going under the seven and a half win total, have we ultimately talked ourselves into a Rams money line bet at minus one ten?
1: We have, right? Because have. if they're if they're going to be live for e- even the under, I think we talked about under seven and a half as well. Uh, yeah. Win total updated one for the Colts. Yeah, that that means they have to lose this week. We need them to lose. No movement on the point spread. N- nothing doing there. It's the sits is the Colts is a 1 point favorite. Should the Colts be a 1 point favorite? How many teams should Anthony Richardson be a 1 point favorite at home to? Do the Rams uh belong in that conversation? Short week for them. We, we watched loss against Cincinnati. Stafford was beat up. Well, I don't think the Colts defense has the same pressure that uh, the Bengals were showing the other night. That's nope. not going to happen. So Stafford's going to have time with these receivers, uh, better receivers in the Colts, better quarterback. So like, where's the big Colts advantage in this match? We know the coach, coach. I mean, I like Steichen, but come on, it's McVay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like maybe Steichen can be better than McVay down the road. I'm not saying that can't happen, but what, what's been, you know, one of the big surprises of this season? That this Rams offense, even without Cooper Cup, is clicking. We have mm-hmm. receivers for the Rams who can play well, and they are doing fun, creative things out in L.A. where it's hard not to be at least impressed with, you know, Tutu Atwell in motion and what they're doing with the tight ends and, you know, Skaronic and all the things that he's done. And, you know, you've got young guys also contributing. That's the point, is that now they're going up against a Colts pass defense that's been terrible. McVay's going to do whatever he wants. Like, the game plan will be fantastic. The Colts aren't there yet. They're going to need some time to develop. I think the Rams can win this thing outright, Joe.
1: And, hey, Rook, watch out for this guy Aaron Donald over there, okay? He should have a field day. You would think. You would think in this matchup. No kidding, no kidding.
0: This is BeckQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our options for Survivor and our contest picks right here on the BeckQL Network.